This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to hear an awesome conversation about clarity confidence and control with Lisa Bloom. This was an episode where the tables got turned on me and she helped me self-discover really who we are, what our identity is as a business. This was just one of my favorite episodes so far. If you missed it, go back, listen to episode 38. You'll you'll glad you did. In this episode, it's really going to build on what we talked about last episode. Lisa helped us get clear on the fact that that Integrity is at everything, at the core of everything that we do, that we really do listen deeply. We are, we are really committed to connecting with you and solving real problems. It's all about adding value to you. One of the ways that I've been doing this recently has been getting on the phone one-on-one with many of you having conversations to explore, how can we bring more value to you? What are your biggest challenges as it pertains to time? As we are currently building out our new membership platform that will hopefully solve all of these problems, what are the things that we absolutely must consider and must include so that you get the results that you deserve? Today, you're going to hear a real call that I had with one of you. And it, at the end of the call, I just I felt so good about it. And I wanted to share it just because I want you to know that we really are practitioners. We're not just thought leaders, we are practice leaders. And we can only do that with you. So with that, let's get into a private conversation I had with one of you, Mike Capelli. First and foremost, I wanna make sure I'm bringing value to you. Where do you need help? How can I help you? First, I mean, I think the short answer is yes. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed participating. I haven't been able to participate live since I've been traveling. I'm actually traveling right now. But I'm listening to the calls as soon as they're uploaded. I like the discipline of you know thinking out far and then working back. Um, like I've I've always been kind of a productivity geek. Like I've always done, I've, I've, like had a Franklin Covey day planner, and I've always played with you know app, you know product, productivity applications and stuff like that. So, but this is like the first time that I can ever remember if ever that I feel like I have a system that I can that will scale. You know that mm. I can stick to. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased about that. And just it just makes sense. Like, you know, when you hear the insight, it doesn't feel very insightful. But it's like, yeah, of course, yeah, start with where you want to be and just work backwards. But it's so hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so I think uh, the discipline the uh, to do that and just kind of helping people, helping people do that. So I think for me, and I appreciate you sharing your mind map of your someday goals. I think over time, as you get more comfortable and... I, I still can use, I'm kind of example driven. So I didn't have a huge part time putting together my 411. I've, I've kind of done my first draft of the someday goals, but as I'm trying to think, okay, what does a five year goal look like? And what does a three year goal look like? I, I could use some coaching or some other examples, whether for me or the community of what that could look like just to kind of spur the thinking. Mm. Okay. So well, I, think that's, that's, I think that that's the immediate thing. Sure. That's, that's great feedback, actually, because I didn't think of that, which means I will be posting something on Facebook later today and asking people for examples. <laughs> the other thing that I think is the, um, I, I think it was my question on Facebook prompted, prompted this call, but I, I think the, the power of doing this within teams, in my mind, there's a difference between 
having, all right, so, so I'm hopefully going to get good at this or better at this and I'll introduce this to the folks that you guys are reporting to me, but also kind of oversee a bigger team. They don't report to me, but kind of, they kind of dot a line report to me sort of thing. Correct. So I'd like to introduce this to more people for their own benefit, but I think I mean, there, I, I'm putting a difference there between, or between that and, all right, if we think for our business, what's the one thing for our business? And what's the one thing for me, Mike? What's the one thing for Norm? What's the one thing for, like, so that they all feed up to support the one thing for the business? Correct. So, so, so if you start from the, where does the business want to be someday and work backwards and how do you distribute that across the team members? To me, you might get a different result and different set of 411s than if you did, but if Mike did his by himself and Norm did his by himself and Alex did his by himself. Uh-huh. So, I, so I think there's something there and maybe you guys haven't thought that far yet about how to do that, or maybe you have. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is, and this is where I haven't been too terribly public about this, but I'm starting to get more public about it. The beauty of the founding members is that I want to work with some of our most engaged people, people like you who are serious, you know, you're, you're a business owner, you're already at a certain level of success, you're committed, like you said, you're a productivity junkie. How do we teach you the right habits first and foremost? And then how do we scale it down to the team level? Because, you know, the, right. the thing that I realized last year when I created Time Blocking Mastery, you know, we, it sold a bunch, everybody loved it, they got great results, barely anybody asked for a refund, and Gary Keller tells me that the product sucked. And I go, <laughs> and I go excuse me? And I, I spit off all the stats, he goes, yeah but it doesn't sell itself. Uh, okay. And it was at that moment that I realized, oh my God. They, <laughs> thank you, Gary Keller, for helping me think bigger. They wrote the book to such a high quality standard that every single person who would read it would feel compelled to turn around and share it. Right. How do I form that standard to what we're creating so that guys like you who go through this and say, look, I've, been a, I've done it all, and this is the first time where I feel like I have a system that you now turn around and say, Norm needs to be in this. Alex needs to be yeah. in this. The team needs to be in this. That's when we really make the impact that we're looking to make. Yeah. And I think it's such a, it's almost an epidemic. I mean, it's just, I hear everywhere I go, whether it's my company or others, there's so many darn meetings, so many things. We're working more, doing more things with less people. And I see it my own teams, we get easily distracted. So, you know, so we put together a strategy a year ago and that's, you know, that has provided a lot of focus, but it'd be nice to have a system to ensure that, right. And, and, and make sure that everyone's goals are aligned to that so that we're not constantly checking. Are we still on track? We're we still on track. We're we still aligned. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, additional infrastructure, I guess, to, so once you have that someday vision of your business or your team or whatever, then how do you really drill it down to the today? And I think one of the things I really appreciate is goals and tasks are different, uh-huh. right? You, you accomplish goals through a series of probably mundane tasks, right? But a goal is not a task and the task is not a goal, right? So are you running a task list or a goal list? If it's a goal list, it's hard to take action of it. But just a task list, then you don't know, you don't know where you're going. So you really need both. You mentioned you like examples. If you go into um, the course for the founding members group, I added a new module today under the additional training section. I had a call earlier oh, today okay. with, with Martin Balma because I wanted to review his 411. 
I realized people needed examples of me inspecting other people's 411s. Go watch that because you'll see oh, the difference, well. like turning your goal list into a task. Like, hey, I love the goal, but this doesn't tell me what the heck you actually need to do. Yeah, I will. As I, I, I get online, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Let, let me ask you this. What do you think the solution is? Like you're, you're learning the system. You're starting to see the results in even just a few short weeks. What do you think is the system? How does this work for your team? If I had to think in terms of what would, bar- like if I introduced this to my team, what would the barriers be? I think getting people into a future mindset, I think there's an inherent barrier for, for not everybody, but most people to think beyond what's in front of them. Uh-huh. Right? I know what I need today, do today. I know I need to do this week. Don't bother me after that because I'll get through this week and the next week, then I'll think about what I need to do next. But, so I think just getting people to look up and out is really hard. And like, we've been struggling with that with, for our company. And, and I think we're getting better at it, but I think that's just an inherent barrier. And, and, and then I think once you get people thinking up and out, then how do they feel about what could be perceived as another system, right? Is this another task list? I don't do, I don't do lists. I keep it all in my, you know what I mean? So I think those are the two I call maybe inherent barriers for, uh-huh. but I think they're overcomeable. And I think, you know, if you get people to try it, I think if they can see results quickly, then I think that would be the key to kind of getting them, getting them on board and staying on board. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and it, might, it might take a leader to say, hey, look, we're doing this. <laughs> like, we're, we're, you know, we're going to do a 90 day trial with this. Let's go. Let's learn this. Let's go through the uh, let's go through the paces, and and you tell me if this is not if you don't feel more productive, more focused. Now, do you see which way do you see being more effective? Having each person have to sign up for this individually so that they have skin in the game, or that the business invests in you know an X number of seats, and then you guys get to run it together. I think it's X number of seats. I think it's the latter. Because if we're doing it together, there's some camaraderie there. You know, if uh, I think a leader could set the expectation, hey, we're doing this. Um, now, of course, you want to sell it. You know, it's not command and control saying, hey, look, we're doing this. But here's the reason. But I mean, I think a leader can influence a group of people to to kind of make it happen. And then learning together, like let's say there's a workshop that says, okay, well, all right, what what are the team's goals for the year, or what are the someday goals? Mm. All right, so then let's work that back to the now. And then what's Mike's goal? Or what's Mike's list look like versus Norm versus Alex for a given? You know, so if you could teach the team to work together for this, I think that would be impactful. Like the way we do goal setting now is sometime at the end of the year or the beginning of the following year, right? We, our executives will say, hey, look, here's our objectives. And then it goes to the next level. And you write your objectives and it goes to the next level and you write down your objectives. But this, I don't know, it feels like there's something missing there. Right. There's not enough of the someday goals and working back, you know, so we're not starting with, here's our five-year goal and we need to do this in 2018 if we're going to stay on track to our 2022 goal or 2023 goal, whatever. So, so I think there's a, I got, I've been with my company for a really long time, so I haven't seen a lot of different, a lot of different companies do it, but I think the, the way we're doing it, I kind of lack something. Okay. So I think going through it together as a, as a team or sub team or, or, you know, a group of people who work together and kind of will share tasks or share goals, I think could be pretty, pretty interesting and impactful. Let me ask you this. Jay and I have been asking the question, um, 
what's the actual problem that we're solving around time. Yeah. And at this point, I'm ready to, 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 to tell you what I think it is and then get your feedback and you can tell me if I'm missing something. But I think, okay. I think the first challenge, do you think people don't really believe that they're in control of their time? Absolutely. Where do you think that shows up? I think it's the, I'll call it mindless, but it's not meant to be a negative term, but it's kind of like, I see people on my team, they, they get invited to meetings, they go to meetings. They get asked to do stuff, they do stuff. And actually, I'm, um, I, we had a team meeting, I just finished up a team meeting this week, and one of the things we talked about was, man, when do we have time to do all this stuff? And you know, what can we do if, to move faster? And like someone saying, I uh, said, so, well, we, get to go to all these, we have to go to all these meetings. And it's like, well, why do you say yes all the time? <laughs> like, really, why do you accept? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it's, okay. I, like, it's okay to at least question, do I need to be here? Or can I follow up later? And I've done that. I'm starting to do that more. Just say no. Like I have, like I could use this two hours doing something else. But I think don't, and maybe it's a culture of the company or maybe it's different levels of the organization feel more comfortable challenging or not. But I think it's in the, whatever time's left over in between meetings is the time they get to do their work. Yeah. And if they're really ambitious, they'll work weekends or they'll work nights. And if they're not ambitious, they won't. Right. So I know most of my colleagues I'm always getting emails at night and on the weekends. And to be honest, I do the same. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm no better. <laughs> but if you say, if you kind of flip it around a bit and say, all right, look, there's some of these things I just can't get out of. Um, they're important for other reasons. But, you know, if I can say no <laughs> or put some of my stuff first or make sure it has enough priority, then maybe they can, you know, feel like they have more control of, what, of their day as opposed to just being a lemming going, kind of where they're directed. Right, right. Where else do you think lack of control shows up? I think it's in it's either job satisfaction or frustration. Like, you know, there's days I'll talk to my colleagues and really they've done nothing but meetings all day. And they're like, I don't have time to think. So maybe the quality of the work is just okay. There's no real, you know, I think the, the creative thoughts happen in the white space between activities. They don't at least for me, they really happen. If I'm going to sit down and think of a problem that automatically the light bulb goes off, it goes off after I've been thinking about it for a while, then maybe I have 10 minutes when nothing's going on. Then the idea kind of finally forms. So if there's no white space, if you're not scheduling the time to think about stuff, if you're not allowing the space for the ideas to percolate, then you're just doing transactional work as opposed to meaningful, great, impactful work. Mm. So, so I think quality is a thing, and I think the satisfaction of it. Like it sucks to like the eight to nine, eight to five meetings. It's exhausting. <laughs> like you're sitting yeah. there, and all you're doing. Is, it's not like you're breaking rocks all day, but you're exhausted when you get home, right? And you feel like I, I did nothing. What do I have to show for my day? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm maybe a bit cranky, but I have nothing else to show for it. So I think that's maybe another way it can show up. I love it. The next thing that we, we believe is one of the major problems people have is um, a lack of clarity, a lack of clarity when it comes to what their real goals are, lack of clarity on how to accomplish their goals, lack of clarity of why they're doing what they're doing, like what, why right. does it even matter to them or what is their purpose, right? Where do you think lack of clarity comes into play from a pain standpoint? I think it's pretty high. Um, I think it's tied to maybe, I think most people just don't think longer term. 
I think some people maybe aren't even curious enough to be asked the question why, or, or they may not get there. They may not ask that question by themselves, but if they get asked that question and are kind of not forced to answer it, but are in a position to have to wrestle with it, they could probably mm-hmm. get there. But if you're so busy or if you're not naturally inclined to think deep and long and long-term, you may not get there. So what you're left with is just the day-to-day stuff moving from task to task, dealing with what's in front of you as opposed to what's important. And I also think in general, it's hard. And I, I'm trying to separate. I'm talking from the perspective, at least the culture of my company, right? So I can't extrapolate that to the rest of the working world. But at least in our culture, I think it's hard for people to say no. So I don't know if that's much different elsewhere. But someone asks you to do something, you generally want to be a nice person and good colleague. So, okay, I'll do it. And that's why I think people attend meetings that they shouldn't be at or they enter emails they shouldn't be copied on. So, so having the permission to say, you know, I'd love to help you, but maybe two weeks from now. <laughs> right. Or I, I just can't help you. The way you're asking, I help you a different way. Uh, or have you thought about talking to someone else who might be able to get to you more, you know, more quickly? Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you do to kind of protect the time you've carved out for yourself, you know, to do the important work, the impactful work? Well, I think you just set up what we, what we figure is the third big problem people have around their time is a lack of confidence. They're not confident that they can say no to other people. They're not confident that their goals are achievable or that they could achieve their goals. If they, if they cast big goals, they really doubt it. Yeah. They're not confident that they can make a change. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I, I definitely agree with that. Is there anything I'm missing here? When you think of the big pain points around people's time and how they think about it. So, yeah, so you talked about lack of confidence. I think there's, we talk about lack of skill. No, go into it though. I'm, I'm thinking like, like why don't people do something that's obvious for them? Like why don't people exercise? Why don't people eat healthy? Why don't people get enough sleep? They're so obvious. Like when you're like, yeah, of course I should do that, but I don't. So it's either that they, they're not aware that they need to happen, that it needs to happen, or they don't know how to do it. And both could show up as inaction. <laughs> Even if it's conscious inaction, like, yeah, I should do this, but I don't want to do it. So if, you, if I know I need to exercise, but I don't know how to start, and it's a big daunting task, I'm not going to do it. Right? If, I don't know how to go to, if I don't know how to lift weights or use machines or, or you know, so, so even if you said, all right, I'd like to think well, bigger picture. I'd like to take control of my day, but I just don't know how. But I think that's like a lower level pain point, right? It's like once you've gotten a person aware that there's an issue, aware there's a better way, then how do you get them the skills and then the confidence to actually do it? Mm-hmm. So I'd maybe put something like that lower on the list. Uh, and that's why you know this group is helpful in seeing the examples and hearing other people's struggles and how people are, their solutions to them is, is really helpful because that helps. For me, it helps build my skill, which helps build my confidence in doing it. That's awesome. This is why I love doing these calls, because I can sit in my vacuum where I think of these ideas, and I will get so excited about something that I will narrow the focus, and I will possibly blind myself to other opportunities that could be better. And, and what I'm really listening for is the, the words that you're using, because when I'm hearing it over and over again, that's when I know that's our messaging. 
example, yeah. you said you said people have an inherent barrier to looking past the immediate future. You're the third or fourth person that has some, said something specifically along really? those lines. Yes. Okay. Like I now know that is a real problem. Yeah. That's, I, I see it in my, in my work, my team daily. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we understand just from the, from the research we've done, uh, from, from a, a gratification standpoint, it, it, you look at what you can get gratification-wise immediately versus what the gratification can be in the future, and it's tough for us to understand that, which is why people run for the ice cream in the middle of the day like I would love to do right now. Oh, it sounds so good. Right. <laughs> well, th- th- there's a battle versus the urgent versus the important. Mm-hmm. Right. And the important, usually, if you don't have good habits around carving time off to do the important, the urgent will always win. Right. And that's, you know, I, I, I see it again. That's another thing I kind of see daily. And, and, you know, part of our, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of, um, occasionally we have these roles that are part short term focus, apart long term focus. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. The long term focus is, will generally get short, the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. There's, always, there's, there's, there's never a lack of crises to deal with. Final question for you. We go back to what Gary said to me around my product sucking because people didn't share it. And I was like, uh-huh. my goal with this, like I mentioned, is that it's so valuable that everybody feels like they have to be in it. It's so affordable that it's irresponsible to not be in it. And it's so good once they're inside that they want to turn around and shout it from the rooftops and get everybody that they love and care about in it as well. You're seeing what we're, the, the path that we're going down in terms of teaching people a system for collapsing that long-term vision into daily actions. Yep. What value do we have to deliver over our, our next month, two months together for you to look up and say, everybody needs to be in this? So that's a great question. So, so I, think that's, I think those are great aspirations for it. So um, I think you got, you know, someday, you know, Goals for this. So over the, the remaining weeks of this uh, of this group, these aren't necessarily in order of importance. But I think then just honing the skills, and you know, so maybe it's more four one one reviews, and maybe for the people who are brave to do, you know, whether it's on the call or a record a video chat or something. Like that's why I'm eager to see what you, you've already posted. Mm-hmm. I think more like that. So I would love, like, I'd love for you to look at mine and, and give me coaching, if others could benefit from that coaching as well, just saying, all right, here's a good example of where it ties, and here's a good example of maybe where it doesn't tie so well. Yes. I think that would be, so to me, that's honing the skill, and I think it's through trial and error, right, or more examples. I, I think the other, the other thing is if the goals are small, the impact is going to be small, even if you're good at, even if everything is aligned. If my summit goal is too conservative, I could have the best five, three, and one-year goal, I still might not get to where I, I'm capable of getting to. So I think if there's, I don't know, maybe challenging each of us to think bigger. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you stretch the end point, if you don't have the right end point, it doesn't matter the path you take to get there. You're, you're, you still might be unfulfilled. So maybe it's two things, right? So hone the skills to to get good at the I'll call the mechanics and the discipline, the habit of it. And then really like challenging the long term. Is this the best you can do? <laughs> what would it look like if, you know, you tripled your 
your revenue expectation, what it looks like if you did whatever, your, your ministry had a bigger impact or your whatever. And even if you never achieve that someday goal, but you know, the tactics you'll take are different. If, <laughs> if it's a really big leap, you may have to take a whole different tack that takes you on a different path to get there that gets you further than you get if you, if you were only trying to take a smaller step. I owe you a thank you because you just gave me the outline for Monday's call. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beauty good. of this group. It's like I, I literally get the right people on the bus. I interact closely with the people and then find out exactly what we need to do. Well, I applaud you for doing it, really, because it's. Uh, I haven't been part of a group like this. It's like a beta group, right? So yeah, where uh, you're really actively interested in participating, and you know, I'll admit it feels good to be in part creating this or at least shaping it. Mm-hmm. So that's so awesome. That appeal to me. All righty. Well, great. Well, thanks for the call. I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative that you you take the time to listen and uh, that you. Uh, I like how you get excited about it too. So that <laughs> that's energizing oh, yeah. for us. Totally, totally. Well, I appreciate it, brother, and I look forward to connecting soon. Well, there you have it, my conversation with Mike Capelli, one of you. I've said this to to a few of you when I was on the phone, but you know, first and foremost, I get on the phone and I ask, how can I bring value to you? And I really sincerely mean that. You're taking time out of your day to speak with us. I want to make sure that we're bringing value to you, but hopefully as much value as Mike got out of this conversation, and Mike, hopefully you're listening to this, it pales in comparison to the value that I personally received in this. It, it always feels better to give than it is to receive. You know, I've, I've been fortunate to have some great mentorship, including mentorship from, from Gary Keller and Jay Papasan directly. It doesn't even come close to touching how good it feels when you recognize that you're doing something for someone else and you see that they're getting value. I mean, Mike's, Mike's a successful guy. He's done well in his life. And to hear that he has studied so many productivity experts, if you will. He's tried so many of the different products, the calendars, the journals. But to finally step in, and we're only a few weeks into working with our founding members, and to, for him to get results that fast, that just, it touches our heart. It really does. Some things that I want to share with you that really stood out to me. First and foremost, when he said, people have an inherent barrier looking past the immediate future. I want you to ask yourself, do you face resistance when it comes to looking past the immediate future? Are you the type of person who naturally can look out into the distant future, cast a big goal and work it all the way back and get clear, really clear on what actions you need to take today? If not, that's okay. That's where the majority of people are. And this is where the opportunity lies. You know, Gary has figured out a system for doing that for breaking that barrier so that you can cast the big vision and show up every single day in the world with clarity on exactly what actions you need to take so that you can feel like you're in control of your time and you feel confident that you're the type of person who owns their time. This is the system that we are refining with our founding members as we speak. Part of the reason I wanted you to hear this conversation is Number one, as, as, as a professional yourself, to model for you, what does it look like to work with your customers, to collaborate with your customers, to create a truly valuable solution? This is what I'm doing. This is my one thing right now. It's probably some of the most rewarding work I've done all year. Hopefully, this adds value to you and maybe you can apply this in your life. And the other thing is I want you just to understand that 
behind the brand, behind the book, behind the podcast, behind any of our trainings are people that care about you. We genuinely care about you. And we are willing to invest our most valuable resource, our time to get on the phone with you, to find out exactly where you are struggling, to validate that our thoughts, the, the things that we think can help you will in fact do that. And to allow you the opportunity to help expand our minds so that together we can create something that is truly exceptional. That's what this is about. It's not about making money. It's not about, it's not just about results. It's about legacy. How can we collectively create something that can go on to change the way that people think for generations to come? And we mean that. So if you want to be a part of that, we are very interested in hearing from you. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the one thing book and leave us a comment there. If, if you would like to be a part of this membership platform that we are creating, you can text the word founder to the number 33444. That way you just raise your hand and we at least know that when it's time to open this up to you, that we'll make sure that we reach out to the right people. This is all about value for you. It's why we do the podcast. It's why I'm doing these calls. It's why we do all the engagement and interaction. So with that, thank you. Because without you, we wouldn't be us. We'll see you in the next episode.